0: Welcome to Leadership Web, a podcast series from the University of Arkansas that exposes listeners to a wide range of perspectives on leadership. Through interviews with current leaders, Leadership Web strives to provide tools for you to either begin building your own or continue improving your existing leadership framework. We believe that there is no one single path to successful leadership, but that we can all learn From each other on our own leadership journeys. Today, Dean John English and Dr. Andrew Bram are joined by Stu Todd, the founder of Principal Compass Partnership Marketing. His top five values are understand you have a serious responsibility, but don't take yourself too seriously, don't jump to judgment have compassion and courage, value merit, deflect credit but accept blame, and have fun.
1: Well, today we're with Stu Todd, local leader and founder and principal of the Compass Partnership Marketing, working in business development, consultation, and and a personal friend of mine, and uh, we we share some common interests. And in my uh, discovery and getting to know Stu and learned many things he's done over the years, Uh, certainly today as an entrepreneur in the community. And prior to striking out into his entrepreneurial spirit, with pretty much a marketing type focus, he had a declarated career as leading a group for a Walmart supplier, as well as a general manager for Procter & Gamble. So... Sue, thank you for being with us today and know you a little bit more than some of the others I've interviewed. What motivates you? What gets you going? Well,
2: especially on this topic, this whole topic of, of leadership, I've always been kind of a student of leadership, observed leaders that I've had the opportunity to work with, and the fact of the matter is I have been extraordinarily blessed. To have a parade of outstanding leaders uh, in my career, and I'm not going to tell you in 35 years in uh, in the military and in business I haven't seen a stinker or two, but I really try to focus on the positive, and that's very easy for me to do. And like I said, I've been blessed. But one of the things that really motivates me today, as a father of two sons that are in business, is. Going back to my experience at Procter & Gamble, uh, my first job uh, was with P&G and g p and g Sales coming out of uh, four years of service as a uh, Army officer. P&G invested in us. We went to three or four high-dollar professional development conferences per year uh, in addition to their, their outstanding on-the-ground training. And as I see what's going on now, first of all, the kind of job that I had at P&G where I was going out suit and tie, 11, 12 retail stores a day, and the repetition that you get with that sort of experience, those jobs essentially don't exist anymore in big companies. They've been co-opted out to a lot of third-party retail service agencies, uh, which actually is where one of my sons works. But what I've seen is that companies simply aren't investing uh, in that way in young business people uh, like they did in the 80s when I got out of the military and started at Procter Gamble. and Gamble. I just have a passion for sharing these stories uh, because they focus on core, core principles of leadership like integrity, like ethics, like selflessness, that I'm not suggesting that uh, young people aren't getting those messages somewhere. I'm relatively certain actually that it's not as intentional as it was as a young army officer and as it was uh, with a stellar company like procter and gamble or johnson and johnson where i worked after that so i just like sharing these stories i like uh sharing them you know with and i have actually done some corporate gigs i i share them with with high school and college classes when i was back in tennessee visiting family a couple uh, a couple weeks ago uh, i made a point to go to my old fraternity chapter those guys need to hear these stories So that's what really motivates me, is to get these stories out. And I think they're worthwhile. I will tell you, it's not about me and any great and wonderful deeds I've done as a leader. It's observational about uh, great leaders that I have have uh, had the opportunity to be exposed
1: to. Boy, Andrew, this is spot on for this this podcast. This is exactly what we're trying to do uh, under Andrew's leadership is to uh, collect a a set of leaders who talk about these kind of virtues of what drives them and understand what's going on. And there have been some amazing consistent themes that we picked up on that I think is going to be a wealth of opportunity for our students to listen to, and so this is spot on. As we have done some homework in advance here, one of the things we know, Stu, you've got some leadership values that that you are serious about and they ooze out of your life, and one is that you talk about taking responsibility seriously, and so can you help us just hear more, maybe a good story in there and, and enlighten us?
2: Well, kind of the umbrella of some of these core leadership values goes back to my first company commander uh, when I was in, in the military. His name and by the way, thank you for your service. Well, thanks for saying so. Yeah. I, I, I will just tell you this, that it was a privilege to serve. I actually got much more than I was called to give, so it was a privilege to serve, uh, serve our nation. So thank you for saying yeah. so. And for example, in the sort of in the interest of the principle that I got more than I was called to give, was my exposure to really a, a handful of stellar leaders uh, in the military. One was Bo Cox. Uh, I was a 22-year-old uh, second lieutenant, platoon leader, and you know Bo was 30-year-old captain. He'd been around the block a while, very experienced guy, and so I picked up some important leadership values from him. As well as the fact that at the time, uh, the division that I served in, the 24th Infantry Division at Fort Stewart, Georgia, was commanded by a two-star general that a lot of guys our age have heard of, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf. And I had an opportunity to observe uh, General Schwarzkopf from a fairly front row seat as well. But your, your first question about these values, about the values that I picked up from Bo, of course, I called him Captain Cox at the time. We did become friends, lifetime friends, after I finished my tour of duty. But the first one is just in the interest of, of understanding you have a serious responsibility. I think leaders can take that too far. You understand you have a serious responsibility, but you don't want to take yourself too serious. Good. And that was one of the things that I observed with Bo. You know, he... When it was showtime, when our company was training, and we were preparing to go to war, which fortunately for me didn't happen while I was on active duty, but three years later, 24th ID was called, and uh, we're one of the first units into uh, Saudi Arabia and then into uh, Kuwait. They were prepared to fight and win. And so while Bo knew that we were doing serious business, preparing to fight and win uh, in defense of our our nation's values that he was a man of good humor and had in fact he had a wicked sense of humor really another principle a little bit farther down the list is have fun and Bo always looked for the opportunity to inject fun into almost situation bottom line he wasn't a poser because one thing that I found John is that your subordinates they will spot a poser from 10 miles away in about five seconds so that's kind of a fundamental is you know don't take yourself too seriously and look for a way to inject fun uh, into whatever your team's doing
1: that's interesting Andrew and I were just talking about posing and people presenting and trying to act in a kind of not direct way and they'll see it immediately that's a absolutely yeah but don't take yourself too seriously
2: well I've I've seen that modeled I've seen it modeled from a very uh,
1: early period in my career uh, another thing, Stu, just because of our friendship, I, I can remember a conversation talking about, talking about our lives, and I know you to be a person of great compassion. You remember things about people's lives. You remember things about John and Elizabeth's lives. In the same respect, we've talked enough, I know about some of the courageous attacks you've made in, in business development and stepping out there and being courageous. How do all those work together? In executing and making decisions, and I mean that's an interesting compliment to your nature. Well,
2: that's first of all, that's very generous of you to say. These these principles kind of build on each other. I think it's a time-tested business principle that I was exposed to. Uh, again, a very early point in my career, be it the military or early in my business career, of not jumping to judgment. I think a foundation of having compassion and having courage is not jumping to judgment, getting the facts before making a decision, making facts based on evidence mm-hmm. before, uh, before making a decision. And, you know, kind of going back to Bo, to I remember one time early in my career, there was a soldier, he wasn't under my command, he wasn't in my platoon, but he was in my company and we were all very close, and he had a severe drinking problem and this young fellow would show up in morning formation with a cocktail. Now, we were a high-speed, deployable, rapid deployment force combat unit, Uh, so clearly he was making a statement. Uh, He was on a drug called Anabuse, uh, which makes somebody severely ill if they consume alcohol. And he would come to morning formation with a drink, uh, on Anabuse, and drink. So I can remember being, you know, as the officers collected to talk about this situation. It wasn't a joke. You know, Bo didn't think it was amusing, and he wasn't, and he didn't harshly judge this young man as a person. Uh, This young man ended up in jail. He ended up going to a uh, a military prison for a period of time because of his infractions both on their face and the things that they led to. But it, it wasn't any big joke to him. He had a lot of compassion for this young man, and that's so sticks out in my mind because it'd be so easy for a bunch of you know 20 30 year old guys to sit around and yuck it up about something like this and the fact of the matter is you're talking about a young man's life and uh, and it wasn't that so that experience uh, that experience definitely uh, stuck with me Uh, and then another component of this whole thing is the whole thing about politics you know corporate politics corporate politics exists in the military too and I got to tell you, I can hold Bo Cox up as the least political leader that I have ever been exposed to. And I think he probably paid a price for it in his career. Uh, you know, you, there's, there's, there's certain political games that you have to play and cover in your own self and that kind of stuff to progress in any organization. And Bo didn't play. Uh, he stood up for principles of fairness, uh, even if there was a cost to himself.
0: That's interesting because that actually leads pretty well into your the third value that you provided for us. And you said they built on each other. But when you say that there's a lot of politics, not only in corporations, but militaries, there's politics in academia as well. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. We'll take that at face value. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One way to kind of step away from those politics is to just focus on merit. Right. And that's your third value, which is valuing merit. and when you just take a look at the actions that people are performing and what they do on a day-by-day basis, then the politics kind of fade to the side a little bit and they're not front and center as much. Well, that's a great insight, Andrew.
2: I, I will tell you that you know we've lived in northwest Arkansas for 25 years. And uh, you know I'll go to a Hogs game and I'm all in for the Hogs. That's great. But John will tell you that I am true blue to Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, with evidenced by the big banner hanging off the back of my lake house. I tried to find a bigger flag in and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of these principles go back to even things that I learned as a ROTC cadet in college, and then when I showed up to my first assignment, my first company commander, Bo, and I just remember what an encourager he was. And the reason he was an encourager is because the first thing we ever had to do. As a we had just gotten new vehicles in, we'd gotten our new tanks in and if you looked at the equipment we had when I was a young officer, by the way, you'd think it was something out of a World War Two movie. A lot of the newer stuff hadn't come in yet. Kevlar helmets and M one A one tanks and stuff like that. We were in old stuff. But I can remember it, and it was just like it was just like moving tanks from one place to another. And for whatever reason, I was able to do that fairly successfully and seamlessly, and I remember Bo and his encouragement of me, and so it was sort of the principle of find some, catch somebody doing something right, but it, that encouragement he gave me was based on, on merit, and I just remember whether these words ever came out of this leader's mouth or not specifically, the message that was sent was, talk is cheap, show me, don't tell me. And the other principle that I I can recall, uh, and again, this is from from my perspective, but when Bo would make a decision based on merit or assess performance based on merit, he didn't care about your gender because we were, even though we were a deployable in the 80s deployable combat unit, we had gender diversity, we had racial diversity. Uh, I'm quite sure that we had religious diversity, and I'm sure we had sexual orientation diversity. Let me tell you something. Nobody cares. You got the guy to your left and your right, and you're dependent on each other. So uh, decisions were based on, on merit and merit alone, and that principle stuck with me uh, as well. And
0: it sounds like when you were describing Bo's building you up you know, and encouraging you and those type of things, in, in some ways that could be also seen as him deflecting the credit. Because if his superiors were watching, he would see him building you up. But then I guarantee you when those doors were closed and something was going wrong, I assume that he would have taken all the blame.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, The principle of deflecting credit to your team, deflecting credit to your subordinates while accepting responsibility for mistakes is, to me, a key principle summarized in this. Leaders take responsibility for their desired outcome. Uh, and if, if it didn't go the way you wanted, you know, throwing somebody under the bus or in Bo's case, throwing somebody under the tank <laughs> wasn't an option. And then if he did have coaching to give, he also understood the principle of timing, the, the importance of timing when, when, uh, when offering coaching or offering criticism. Uh, I remember one situation specifically where he, you know, displayed the praise in public and coach in private. Mm-hmm. But I remember one time, we were actually at his house. We were, at my, we were having an officer's meeting at his house. I think maybe even our spouses were with us. And I was whining about something. I think I'd had the duty. I had the duty three Saturdays in a row or something like that. I was a duty officer three Saturdays in a row. And I can remember Bo looking up at me and... Uh, He was like, man, you're a whiner. And boy, that was like a punch to the gut. And the reason it was a punch to the gut is because I knew he was invested in me. And if he didn't care about me, Mm. he wouldn't have said that. Mm. And so, you know, here I am 30, 35 years later, kind of still feeling that little punch in the gut.
1: A, because I knew he was invested in me, and B, because he was absolutely right. You know, as you're talking here, Stu, it seems like there's a thread that holds these values together is integrity. Am I right? I, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, operating
2: with ethics and integrity underpins all of this. You know, ethics being, at least my working definition, is making the, the, the best possible choice of the choices that are available to you, and uh, integrity. Uh, being that your words and your, uh, and your actions are in sync. Yeah, operating with ethics and integrity underpin the whole thing.
1: You want to offer a word of encouragement to our students?
2: Well, I, yeah, I will, and I'm going to do it with a story. Okay. Because uh, I really believe that you know, people have been sharing values and principles with stories since Org and Glork were sitting around a fire you know, wondering whether or not to cook the meat, right? Uh, those values have been shared over time through stories. And so I've got, in fact, this uh, this exists as a blog on my LinkedIn profile, and the title of the blog is Don't Be Stupid. And so what happened is uh, we had a very, very tight group of junior officers. And one reason we had this tight group of junior officers in our battalion is because Bo pulled me in one day and coached me on the value of peer leadership and he said you know Stu to the extent that you can that you can provide leadership to your peers and bring them together as a group and maybe there's even a little bit of a us against them mentality but in a positive way you know that that's a good thing so we did that. So we had an extraordinarily tight group of junior officers guys that are just in my posse to this day and uh so we went in we had a new uh, we had a new battalion commander a guy named uh dennis long and we went into colonel long's office because we were having a, a bachelor party for lieutenant darby uh, one of our buddies harry darby and we went in me and a couple of my buddies you know it's kind of like we're going in to see the the incredible oz you know we're going into colonel long's office And uh, so we boldly go in and say, Colonel Long, we're uh, having a bachelor party for Lieutenant Darby. We come to invite you to the party. And he doesn't say a word. He just spins around in his desk, and he picks up a a manual off his credenza. And the the, uh, title of that manual is the UCMJ, or more commonly known as the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And with... The ease of a Southern Baptist preacher looking up John 3:16. he flips that thing open and I don't remember exactly what the words were that he read but they had to do with the consequences to military members and especially officers for bad behavior and uh, don't get me wrong we weren't planning some depraved crazy wild bash you know big rager but I will tell you that Colonel Long did not come to the party but Colonel Long's leadership presence was <laughs> at the party. And so one of the marks of a leader is if you're the leader in a room you're not even in then you've done your then you've done your bit. So kind of the summary of the title of my blog don't be stupid. That's a little encouragement. I will tell you that's what I talked to my young fraternity brothers about a few weeks ago, uh, as well. So there's two underlying principles: that one and the one of as you progress in your career as a leader, strive to be a
1: leader in the room that you're not even in. Wow, very good. That's outstanding. Well, Stu, thank you for your time today. Absolutely been wonderful. I know that uh, people will be set back by your perspective, and that. that end story was was fabulous. Thank you for sharing.
2: Hey, I love sharing them. I'm available for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs. (laughs) (laughs) You're there. Uh, You name it. I'm uh, I'm here to help. And uh, I'm I'm grateful to you guys for for giving me and 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 importantly uh, leaders like uh, Bo and Colonel Colonel Long and General Schwarzkopf continued opportunity to have uh, their principles uh, add value to people's lives. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining Leadership Web today. We hope that you found insight and guidance on leadership tools from this interview. Please join Leadership Web in two weeks as we explore another leader's leadership journey. Also, follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn by searching Leadership Web.